Check it out. Hello. Hello, my friends. Hello, my enemies. Uh, and hello to those neutral to me. And hello to the gender neutral. Hello to the asexual. Hello to the non-binary. Hello, women, men, femme identifying men, masculine identifying women, they, them, he, her, she, her, he, he, him, everybody. This is not an ironic and uh, welcome to you. you. I love different identities. It's the spice of life. My name is Nick Flanagan. This is Nick Flanagan Weekly. I uh, am the titular host of said show. I am so happy you're listening. I'm so happy you're here. And I am, I'm jacked right now. It's been a weird day. I just was like right about to record this about 20 minutes ago. And I was on my podcast Instagram, checking it out, scrolling. And I saw my buddy uh, John Daly, a hilarious actor and comedian, and a musical force, uh, was live on Instagram. So I watched it, and then he invited me to go on his Instagram live, and we had a whale of a time. And uh, so now I'm all jacked. I'm like, ah, that was fun. I saw my friend I haven't seen in a while, and we had a little bit of fun. And he has a new 7-inch coming out of Abracadabrafornia, his uh, hit Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, ode, homage. Check it out if you haven't. He is so creative and funny. It's cool. Anyway, and he agreed to go on the podcast, so hopefully you'll be hearing John, the Dalesman, on my podcast soon. And of course, we just had Jesse Elias this week. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you haven't listened yet, I really recommend you do. He's got one of my fave brains. Uh, He's so funny. He's a hilarious comic. If you've ever seen him live, you know what I'm talking about. He's very unique. And um, he just, we talk about like deep Star Wars stuff all the time. And it's interesting, I swear. And uh, I actually just talked to Jennifer Castle, the musician, one of my favorite musicians today for like hours. This is the thing. Now, this is where we're at. We're at this uh, point where podcasters are just like people, like I'm just talking to my friends, you know, and hopefully people are enjoying it. And I'm just like getting to have two hour conversations with people I don't get to see in real life anymore. So it's very strange. And, you know, here it is. Here I am in the six, the big smoke, Toronto, GTA, Metropia. Uh, the uh, big city, uh, uh, and um, our cases. The fucking COVID shit is out of control. I think I talked about this last week, you know, because everyone's eyes were on that stupid election in the U.S. And look, if you're, it's a big deal. It's important, but at the exact same time, everything was hitting the fan case-wise here in Canada and in various other parts of the world, especially the U.S. as well. And it's just that we, we really need to learn that, like, crazy world events aren't, they don't make natural problems go away. Baldness, body odor, disease pandemics. They will still exist even if you're protesting. They will still exist even if you're... Um, dancing your sadness away they will still exist even if you're doing stand-up to give momentary relief to both yourself and very and and six foolhardy strangers uh (laughs) so you know be safe be as safe as possible 
I don't even know what that quite means anymore. I just know that like, I do know someone who has COVID. I have people in common, you know, acquaintances, people from the past who have family members who've died of COVID or gotten COVID. This is very serious stuff. So don't mess around. You know, I don't want to see you, you know, peeing on each other out there on the street. Frankly, I don't want to see you out on the street. You're not going to see me out on the street. But I wish you would. I wish I could be out there just having fun, living, I don't know, you know, my best life. People, someone said to me, how's anyone happy right now? And I go, I, I don't know. I'm on enough pills right now that I'm not like unhappy exactly. And the truth is people who do music, comedy, acting, all this stuff, a lot of us, not all of us, not a lot, not the ones who've made it, not working actors, working comedians, you know, like we are having a more stable time right now that's allowing us to, especially allowing me to like lick my wounds. I had two years, which is a very gross visual, I'll admit. Like, I'll make it clear, I'm, uh, it's just a wound on my finger. I'm just licking my, a small wound on my finger. But get your mind out of the gutter. And, uh, you know, I spent two years like not having a lot of money and still having to, get out of feeling really sad and overwhelmed and confused. And, you know, now everybody is, but I'm kind of used to it. And I'm, you know, being a little buoyed by financial support from unemployment, basically I'm on unemployment, but um, I'm really thankful for it. And I talked to my other friend and he was like, yeah, you know, it's kind of stable. So, that's like the one strange, nice thing. And if this is something new for you, these feelings, I really sympathize. It sucks. And I was just talking to my mom because she was really, really concerned about <clears throat> the escalating cases worldwide. And she was just talking, there are people who don't, who think that there's a lockdown will cause worse problems. And it's like, well, Nobody is going to go to businesses anyway half the time, unless they're like essential stuff. Like it's not just because the government is telling people not to go out, that they're not going out. They don't want to get sick and they don't want to get people sick. And um, so businesses need a hand from the government. We need a hand from the government. And more than anything else, mental health and community need to be the government needs to sink all of their military money into that right now because, you, you know, a lot of people are hurting and a lot of people are scared. And being scared leads to, like I was talking about earlier, feeling overwhelmed. In a lot of ways, the wild events of 2020 are a form of trauma. And trauma is often what triggers uh, declines in our mental health, even if we're predisposed to stuff, even if you're not, it's like you will be depressed if something terrible happens to you. And even though we're powering through, like this is terrible, even if we're, you know, in relative comfort, which I consider myself to be, this is terrible. Uh, so give yourself a break, find the cheapest goddamn therapist you can, force them to be good. Don't be afraid to try meds. Prepare. 
to have to get one that works for you. And if now is not the time, don't worry about it. Don't join Nexium if that's still an option. Don't do it. Did I tell you guys I heard, I watched Seduced, which is like a stars with a Z documentary about Nexium. So there's The Val, which I believe I've talked about on other shows. Like, The Val's garbage. I'm just going to straight out come out and say it. The days of HBO being good, long, long done. Long gone. You know? This documentary, it's nine parts. It should be one part. All the people involved seem like they're trying to cover their ass. And you don't learn anything, and you kind of seen, see the more benign stuff that the Nexium guy Keith Rainier was saying. Like the stuff that drew people in. It's almost like, see, this is a pretty good program, actually. Then you watch the India Oxenberg one, Seduced on Stars, which is about Catherine Oxenberg's daughter, India, who's kind of like the person they're looking for for all of this Vow documentary on HBO. Nine episodes an hour each. The Vow, four up. Uh, sorry, Seduced, four episodes. You tell me what you want to watch. Anyway, this one with India Oxenberg, you see all of the horrible stuff that this Rainier guy says. They, they, they're unsparing. They're unsparing about the um, participation of the people who are higher up in that organization. And it's interesting. And the vow is boring. And HBO, what happened to the days of must-see TV? TGIF, what happened to the Sopranos days? I started watching Six Feet Under. That shit shouldn't be good. It's awesome. It's like dated. They're doing like Ally McBeal tricks, but the writing is really good. Like I have never seen a show with characters. They're not dislikable, but there's something almost annoying seemingly about them. And yet they're so well written that like you're into it. I tried watching that show Succession. Wasn't happening in that. At least they're not super rich in Six Feet Under. Succession, I don't want to see a bunch of rich people connive that's what we want to believe they're doing so that there's some level of interest in in rich people they're boring and they're dumb except for howard hughes he was kind of interesting i don't know maybe rich people can be interesting everyone is different we're all we're all snowflakes but um anticipating that winter might be hard i booked a return to toronto island to the artscape gibraltar point little residency i do so i'll be there for a month starting next week and i'll be hopefully podcasting a lot more regularly definitely have a lot of interviews scheduled so hopefully i've got a lot in the can so to speak for you to uh get excited about and um i get excited by those too i uh also hope to do writing and it's just like it's going to feel good to be a little by myself. But that being said, I feel bad because I got, I got my people here, my person here. And I don't want to abandon them. I don't want to bail. I'm just a ferry ride away, but I don't want to feel like I'm like out of the picture. But at the same time, and this is my theory about the pandemic, is just if you can be one less person who is not surrounding yourself with other people, that's good. You know? I'm not doing live shows because I have other things going on. I'm not going food shopping every day because I can do one shopping in the week. There are people whose appetites means they have to shop every day. I'm not going to bars because I'm co-appetating. 
you know and i get it if you're by yourself like it goes beyond a temptation it goes beyond something to be ashamed of like you will want you don't want to go crazy um and if you already had issues like yeah you need to go out but i'm just saying for me i can take myself out of the germ picture so i will and i was thinking about that too because i know i've seen a couple of people on my social media circles kind of turning into like I don't want to say conspiracy people, but they're definitely um, into some parts of the media that I think are pretty questionable and buying into. I mean, the, the craziest thing people are doing right now is thinking that the conspiracy theories, like the conspiracy theories are being posited by people who would be creating the conspiracies half the time, if that makes sense. Like the conspiracy is the conspiracy theories in 2020. And, um, I was talking about that on In the Green Zoom. We did uh, one that we pre-taped. It'll be airing on Tuesday uh, and released as a podcast. We do a podcast of this Green Zoom with all these comedians. And uh, it's called In the Green Zoom. Check it out. I talk about it all the time. And uh, I think it was Maggie. They just said, look, it's because people aren't hanging out with other people. If you say something that you believe something that's probably wrong to your friend and they go, what? You might rethink it, but now that option is not happening as much. You're maybe just getting an email that says that, and it's not convincing you because you're like ruminating afterwards. So yeah, if you are alone and starting to have ideas about strange conspiracies or getting into one angle of things too much, write weeklypodcast at gmail.com. Tell it to me, and then we're done with it. I don't need to respond to the email. Just share your weird idea. Leave it there. And we're done. And then focus on um, healing. <laughs> uh, we all need to heal. It's cool. Right now I'm just doing this podcast staring at a Mario doll. Very calming. Ah. <sighs> Stay in touch with your friends, too. You know, try not to get hung up on how many people aren't getting in touch with you. And if there's someone you think probably isn't getting in touch with you because they're depressed or they have a family, hit them up. You know, don't hit up the people you feel abandoned you. Hit up the people that you're either worried about or you know have lots going on. Just some more tips. I mean... I wish that I could do a podcast that wasn't like just about COVID shit, but this is some serious stuff. And we're all going through it, except for the rich. The rich, this is my impression of the rich during COVID. Hey man, can you pass me that spit bag? I'm going to pour it on my head. I don't care about anything. I'm with her. What do you think is going to happen with Trump? He lost. Isn't that cool? It's kind of nice to see that guy lose. It's been a while. And um, my fear is that he's not going to concede. He's going to somehow make 
people really, really make a stink about that there is a consp- there is a massive voter fraud on the scale that no one has ever seen before. And he will eventually get out of office, but he'll probably like block a vaccine being made or something like pardon, you know, a serial killer. Uh, I just think it's it's going to be such a mess, and I, I wish he would just go gently into that good night. So we can get into the also not exciting administration to follow that is just by default much less stressful. Because you pretty much know what Joe Biden's going to do, right? He'll be like, I really want everybody to be happy. And that's why I've decided the vaccine will be free. And then someone will be like, hey, can um, you make it so the vaccine costs money? And he'll be like, hell yeah, of course I'll make it that the vaccine costs money. My vaccine's got to cost money. And he'll be like, what? Like, that's just what's going to happen. He'll keep on kind of flipping between generous and trying to help industries in America, whether or not they're detrimental or not. Um, whereas Donald Trump, predictable yet unpredictable. You know? He is the ultimate I meant to do that person. Like right now, he's kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, I meant to lose the election. I told you guys there'd be fraud. So, you know, of course I lost. There's fraud. Right? Um, I can carry a gla- drink a glass of water normally. Um, I can survive COVID. And uh, I guess those things are all true. Maybe. Uh, But again, here I am talking about an American as a Canadian in Canada. And this is my major beef with the U.S. lately, as I've said. Like, why does it have to be on my mind so much? And it used to be on my mind because I'd be like, got to figure out how to play, do how to move to the U.S. and be part of the scene. And now it's like, well, I'm not there. I'm not going back there anytime soon. I'm just thinking about the bad people running it all the time. I do that with Canada too, but it's like, sometimes the damn place here feels like a self-cleaning oven. Don't put your head in it. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Nick Flanagan Weekly. If you enjoy the podcast, please go to www.ko-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan. Consider dropping a little bit of money. It takes one-time donations or monthly. You can also go to patreon.com slash Nick Flanagan. For the same, we will be instituting a new round of perks very soon. But uh, there are costs. There is time put in. So if you just enjoy listening when we put them out, which is like two to three times a week, sometimes four even, um... Your, your help is appreciated. And you can also subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, what else can I say? Watch out for the people in your community. Um, be careful. Be loving. Be strong. Hug your bubble. Hug no one else. Hug yourself. Bye. Flanagan Weekly Nick Flanagan Weekly